Church Podcast. With your host, Hodgie the Hack. Hello there and a very warm welcome to Hodge on Nodge, episode 5. Tonight's episode is one I've really been looking forward to because we're highlighting a new initiative which has emerged in recent weeks, which, to be honest, is just so cool. And even more importantly, it's very, very necessary. The Her Game 2 initiative is aiming to rid football of the sexist attitudes, which sadly still prevail in many stands of many stadia across the entire breadth of the country. And to help do that, as you can see, we welcome a very good friend already of the Norwich City fan community and <laughs> Amy, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm a bit hot, actually. My flat is boiling today, but I'm all right. I'm not too me, bad. Me too. I can't actually believe it. Scotland and Wales and we're actually getting um, weather right. that is balmy in the summer. That's not meant it's to happen, hot. right? No, not at all. <laughs> No, and also, as I was saying to you just before we came on air, this is the single best accent combination we have had on this podcast. We've really megatroned it tonight, we having a Scot <laughs> and a proper Welsh. It is, by the way, so I'm not, that. I'm not no? a proper Welsh. I don't have a Welsh accent, really, though. Mm, is that a generational thing? Because you know what I've noticed yeah. about Norfolk, right? Mm. Norfolk, if you go with people like 50 and above, most of them will have the, you all right, ba? Like the <laughs> yeah. proper Norfolk accent, and then the generation below that, it's kind of more just like Middle England. Yeah, no, my, my dad still has a bit of an accent, but yeah, no, I've lived in London for so long. It's I've kind of got a bit of a London accent now, I think. Did that change? <laughs> oh, yeah, what? Did, did, did that change, though? Did that change after you moved? Is it kind so of... So I um, actually was brought up um, in Northamptonshire. So right. I've kind of had a bit of a, a strange thing. So most of my family are in Swansea or in South Wales. And right. I've got, on my mum's side... Um, a couple of family members in like Leicester, so I'm a bit split between the two. Um, but yeah, I went to school and everything in Northamptonshire and then moved into London, so that's me. Good stuff. Well, I've definitely heard a wee bit of Welsh twang, and I'm definitely <laughs> claiming that there's going to be some. I tell you what, I think it's because I've spent lockdown talking on like Welsh podcasts and speaking to Welsh football, honestly. It's, I've, mm-hmm. I've barely spoken to anyone else who isn't Welsh today. So, <laughs> I, I know, right, like, that you're obviously, like, in terms of your day job stuff, you're involved in, um, like, theatre and, and, and that mm-hmm. side of things. Do you encounter a lot of people that their accents migrate depending on what role they're playing? Like, is that, is that a thing that happens? I think accents are a funny thing. You do find with people, if, they're, if they've come from somewhere, I've got a friend who's, you know, very northern um, from Leeds, and he moved into drama school into London, and he started mm-hmm. going a bit like, posh london and he oh, yeah and then he does that thing where he like goes back home and he comes back all northern again so uh, <laughs> people are like chameleons in the theater world with accents yeah uh i mentioned this to you briefly in a message but like uh, not many norwich fans will know this my day job before i went mm. to uni was that i used to be an actor um which is why Love i act the go on podcasts now <laughs> hey everything goes around um, so there's a few things we're going to try and squeeze into today's pod. We're obviously going to speak about her game too mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Um, then, sorry to do this to you, but I think just about enough time has passed. We're going to speak about Welsh teams in the playoffs because there's your beloved Swansea, Amy, and also <laughs> yeah. Newport County. Oh, and 
I mean, Swansea deserved to get beat, but the Newport County thing was pretty harsh. Savage, savage, yeah. Yeah, horrible stuff. Um, so we're going to speak about that. Uh, obviously, we are Scottish and a Welsh, whatever way we want to dress it up. We're going to talk about <laughs> how much we're looking forward to the Euros. Because, oh. like, what was the last tournament Scotland and Wales were both at? Like the 1950 <laughs> World Cup or something? Together, together, probably, yeah. Ah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So there you go. And by the way, you guys have set the benchmark for how to do a Euros. Like um, yeah, a bit of Hal Robson canoe action and the knockouts would do me fine with Scotland. <laughs> Wonder who the Hal Robson canoe equivalent in our squad would be. Well, um, John Fleck, maybe. Left footed guy. Nice. Um, anyway, uh, social media trolling is the last thing we're going to talk about oh, after yeah. all that happiness. Because, <laughs> Let's um, end on a good note. <laughs> exactly. Me and you have both been kind of for, for different reasons in the eye of the storm in the last week. Um, Both, like, pretty unrelated. And I should say, right, this is the Hodge on Nodge podcast. So another thing that everyone should be aware of is to keep the kind of Norwich City angle of this up, um, I have been speaking to Sarah Greaves, who is part of the Canadian Trust, and she's the (laughs) women's sort of football um, chief there. And I've been getting some stats off her that relate to Norwich City so that we can contextualise it with a bit of Norwich City. But as far as I'm concerned... The, the her game two thing is something that affects football fans of every club. That's mm-hmm. why it is, and obviously you're known by the Norwich City community already, so that's why you seemed like the right person to talk to regarding yeah. this, um, in, in my opinion. So where did the idea come from? That's what I want to know first. Like, Was it born of frustration, of anger? Um, and where did the idea for that video come from? Because that was such an impactful, mm. really important video, I think. Yeah, so um, I'd been posting a few things um, for a couple of weeks, actually. I started getting a lot of uh, comments on my TikTok that I was getting fairly frustrated at. So I started sort of sharing it and I actually started to get, you know, messages from girls sort of saying, I've had a similar thing, you know, I, you know, it's so crap that this happens, you know, it's it's frustrating. And then a girl called Kaz uh, messaged me, DM me and said, oh, I've seen your, um, I've seen your posts and I'm I want to do something about this it's something I've experienced for years um and I'm I'm keen to get a group of girls together and put something together so I was like I'm in sign me up so we were in a little group chat and we she had a sort of vague idea we sort of brainstormed it all together um and pulled it together pretty quickly actually um so it was Kaz it's sort of Kaz's brainchild and we've sort of then from now sort of helped it to sort of blossom into what it is now yeah that's really good. Um, got a few people saying hello. Um, Stu, who's really good at sharing my stuff, man. I'm so yeah, great. he's great. <laughs> hello, Hodgy, Amy, and the chat. And by the way, the chat is always an interactive thing. If people want to sort of chat amongst themselves and chat to the pod, then they can do. David Berman also saying hi. And a few other people also in there watching. So hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, so just to carry on for what you were saying there, though, Amy, I, I mean, for me, it was summed up. I was in a conversation with Sarah earlier on, right? And she said she goes out with her husband, right? Her husband's just not any football, like loads of people like that. Um, but always as a default, he gets mm. asked his opinion first. Right. Like, yeah. and, and see, the thing is, right, for all of the, the kind of sexist undertones and all of the stuff where you go, yeah, yeah, obviously that's unacceptable. When she said that, like, it just pinged in my brain. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that... That, that would frustrate the life out of me if I was, like, mm. the spouse of this person. Yeah. And there is just this underlying assumption that he must be the one that knows he about football. football. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I mean, what's – so 
not, not to get too harsh and, and obviously remembering that we are a pre-watershed podcast, like what is the worst experience you've had in terms of suffering at the hands of sexism? I mean, let's maybe lean away from the social media. I'm talking maybe in a sort of going to the football or around like an actual match day kind of side. Like, mm. I mean, what's, what's the worst it's been for you? I have been fairly lucky with, I've not had any sort of sexual or sexist things thrown my way, like straight up. But for me growing up, it was more of an intimidation thing, um, which is something we at Her Game 2 are like really keen to sort of talk to the clubs about. Just, it's just, it's just such a male dominated environment at a a ground. And um, it's intimidating, particularly for, you know, younger girls, teenage girls. I've always been to the football with my dad. Like he used to take us to Old Trafford um, when we were kids. Um, this is, well, Swansea back then were probably in like League Three. So I don't think he, he bothered too much with us then. So, you know, he wanted us to see some, you know, real hearty football. So we used to go up and I used to just feel like I was the only girl um, and that I was very intimidated. And I think that that straight away is part of a problem. Um, in that, you know, a lot of girls would be so put off by that that they wouldn't go again. Um, you know, I, yeah, I'm very lucky in that I've never had anything, you know, set up to my face. Um, you know, you always feel like you get a few weird looks, and but I'm one of the lucky ones, I must say. Yeah, no, well, that, that's good to know. The intimidation thing's quite quite an interesting one. Hi, Phoebe, by the way. I'm glad this is your favourite <laughs> podcast so far. All my hard work going into getting Alex Neal for the opening <laughs> podcast, and this is your favourite. There you go. Go um, stick together. But, but, well, no, and by the way, you have to. Um, but the intimidation thing's interesting because I think, and especially for younger girls, so like you've got the likes of Huddersfield Town who, who kind of have this initiative where like for, for, for girls and families and maybe different peoples of the of the demographic that haven't been to games before, they're able to set up um, bits of the stands where they can go and where they can watch the game. But um, again, sort of referencing the conversation with Sarah earlier on, uh, uh, and particularly with the Norwich City fan base, she was telling me that her and her daughter had been on a few nice away trips that were really sort of good, but I think on the away trips, because it's a kind of condensed pocket of fans, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a day trip, right? And we've always got to remember, right? Football, especially after COVID, this is going to be doubly true. I know. Uh, it's, it's the release, isn't it? It's like <laughs> you work 95, Monday, Friday, whatever, then you have your, your sort of day out of the weekend and it's your yeah. chance to sort of free yourself of all the encumbrances of daily life right? you just get stuck into it for 90 minutes it's something to just absorb yourself into yeah well, that's it but for a lot of people it's not even just the 90 minutes it's the whole day round about it the trip and then they maybe go maybe they have a few drinks whatever yeah. but what happens is that can lead to some lead to sorry some really lady behavior where mm. people are just totally unaware that of the different types of fans that are there so if you get a group of lads maybe whatever and um, they've had a few drinks Maybe they're drunk, maybe they're swearing, and maybe they're not being deliberately aggressive or intimidating or anything like that. But if you're taking a young girl to the football, imagine that's her first football game. Yeah. And she's seen all of that. She's hearing all of the swearing. Now, I'm not a parent, but if I was, I'm pretty yeah. sure I would take my wee girl or even my wee boy away yeah. from that. You I wouldn't want them to see that. And it's not necessarily meant, but it is something that... I think needs to be addressed and it needs it needs to be a safe environment for everyone. And if people yeah. are feeling intimidated, then 
there's something not right about that. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, I've, ne I've not, as a teenager, I wasn't really bothered by that sort of stuff, but I still felt that way. So, you know, you wonder about, you know, girls who are more sensitive or aren't as comfortable around guys, you know, like it could be horrible, really uncomfortable for them. So was the, like, I mean, I imagine you guys have chatted quite extensively. I'm talking about the, the hard game too. Because, uh, I mean, there's a few of you have worked really hard to found this. Uh, and, yeah, so the advert, where did the inspiration for that come from? Let's be, be, before we get into the bigger picture of the thing. I know that Kaz had mentioned something that she had seen a video where there was, like, no sound. Uh, and it mm -hmm. was just simply, she was like, for a start, it was just going to be no sound and just us holding up the, the things. And then she found the track and she thought, actually, you know, that gives it a bit more kind of oomph. Um, but... I think it was more that she wanted something that was not too long. It wasn't anyone speaking because you lose people within five seconds if people are speaking. You Hi, know, welcome not, to my pod. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean, like on a something that you want to grab people's attention straight away, and that was the that was straight up the idea. You know, get go start the video with something really powerful. Um, and people will be hooked and it obviously worked. It so. absolutely did. Like, I mean, I, I so. watched it. And another another element that's really clever about that is a lot of people just on, on whatever device, they'll be watching a video with the sound off. Yeah. Right? So if you've got something like that and you're just going in the video in passing, it's like, okay, so what's happening here? And yeah. like, I mean, I, I'm, I've got the attention deficit thing going on with, with videos. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I scroll very quickly past things unless it captures my attention. But I saw it, and I mean, like as I say, my, my whole vibe on it is I just thought this is some really cool. It's something really positive, mm. and quite often, like call it whatever you want, I'm quite cynical about lots of things. But with this, it just seemed like something that was so needed and also so timely, because yeah, particularly right? if you look <laughs> at if you look at like the Alex Scott thing, right? Yeah. Alex Scott, ever since she did her first game as a pundit was lacing like, most of the pundits up. I mean, look at someone like Robbie Savage, for example, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, he's a guy that's on there for his enthusiasm rather than a knowledge base, in my personal opinion, yeah. right? There's loads of pundits like that where it's like, yeah, I'm trading off a professional football career, whatever. Alex Scott goes on, and I think she's been the best pundit pretty much on anything she's been on since the very start. And she's yeah. obviously she's awesome. had that progression to the point that she's now landed a plum role. For football still to be stuck in a place where that is seen as a negative thing is yeah. just weird to me. Like, I mean, how, how are we societally still at that stage? It's you know? mad to think what we to think we live in a world where like we have mobile phones and we uh, have like Deliveroo and we have all these things, and then you think one woman gets a job on a football show and it's a problem. You it, the the whole thing just blows my mind. It really does. I'm the exact same. Uh, and it's, it's it's shocking that we're at that kind of place. But I'll return to that question I was going to ask a few minutes ago, which is mm. you guys will obviously be having chats and, and, and stuff. And after talking to Sarah, she kind of, she's made me aware that you guys are obviously in communication with different bodies, different groups, lots of clubs, stuff like that. So how are you going about your work right now? And what is the bigger picture for this movement? 
Cool. So um, we obviously have a few kind of projects that are coming up sooner. We've obviously got the Euros coming up and we are working very, very hard on a second video, which is really exciting. It's going well, but it's hard. I mean, trying to find girls from North Macedonia is proving quite difficult, but we're making some moves. So we're hoping to get some a really cool, like just wholesome Euros video out there just to kind of as a second step for the campaign. But in terms of the kind of bigger picture and the kind of deeper work, like we're really hoping to speak well we're doing we've done a survey uh, and we're hoping to get a few more answers of that I think we've got about 350 responses at the moment which is great and it's just really helping us understand kind of a bit more of a wider response to what we have experienced like how many other people have experienced this and what is there you know how do they feel about things so we're doing that at the moment which is great um we're obviously talking to various clubs like i've been speaking to sarah um other clubs have got involved um a couple of the girls are really involved with bristol rovers um we've got some chats going on with their women's team and how we can be featured there um we're really really hoping to kind of be present in as many stadiums as possible in in that we've thought about posters in the girls bathrooms like you get on a night out you know yeah. there's a thing called angela in clubs if someone is if you've gone on a date and you don't like it you can ask for angela i think it's angela and we've had a similar sort of idea of like you know just so women can see that if they do experience anything um, any sexist abuse any sexual harassment there's like an easy route for them to go and report that to the club and for yep. just to basically show that the clubs are taking it seriously that's kind of an ideal situation for us um and other just, things... just to cut in there hold your thought um or just to cut in that norwich city have been i should say very proactive in terms yeah. of yeah. they've responded to this they've got a report in line and they are encouraging like, safe space and all of that stuff so our club is definitely um yeah, I see really as well. the royal hour like to, to to try and do that so so norwich city are being proactive about this and i'll come out with some stats regarding norwich in a minute but so, yeah. sorry carry on and we are. can we should share the tweet um of the report um if you want i think i've still got it somewhere um yeah, yeah just and just other things really like um we're obviously looking ahead to the new season and we're kind of working on a project where we're going to be looking at all the clubs so about 92 clubs uh, which is all the clubs in the top four tiers and kind of investigating into the club you know is there a woman in the club who works there um you know i'm very lucky i've had really good communication with a woman called becky at swansea who is head of commercial and she is what only one of two i think in the uk in her position so we're trying to like contact women like this in who are kind of influential within clubs and we're going to kind of show them off really show show mm. what women are in football and also that will include fans, yeah fans and players of the respective women's teams as well so just kind of highlighting the women in football really over the next do, season. Do you know what that so that goes wider than I thought because initially I thought this was an initiative just about the, the sort of fan side of it. But the fact mm -hmm. that there's like a whole picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a whole idea I think and you know obviously really there's good. a lot we want to achieve with the stuff online and you know you can't we just want to kind of champion women whether it's fans footballers uh in the office in the clubs like whatever that is i think this for us is that that's what this is kind of about long term and you know we're talking about education for grassroots and schools and there's honestly so much scope for it and we're so overwhelmed still because there's just so much going on um you know we're picking logos we're trying to get graphics sorted we're, we've got shirts being sorted you know then there's a the whole thing about retail and there's just 
it's just the, become possibly the biggest project I'll ever do. But we're all really invested, and it's the, amazing. Yeah, and the the kind of outcome that women could be more accepted in the football world, women can be more accepted watching football. People won't ask the question like, "Oh, like what's the offside rule anymore?" Because it's just not funny anymore. You know, like we women want the respect that men get when it comes to football. So that, that, that kind of humor died a long time ago. But like, I mean, mm. <laughs> for me anyway. But yeah. I think that's that's the problem. Like, is that sort of ridiculous attitude? does still persist mm. and it's just like challenging all types of intolerance though isn't it and yeah I, I always think that these things stem from a lack of education if you're taught that that kind of thing is funny yeah let alone acceptable but funny mm -hmm. then that's what happens like yeah. and, and you see the seeds of that sown over decades of, of that kind of thing happening but yeah as you say, as you, as you sort of uh, were outlining there, there's there's a lot to tackle, but at the same time, I think these are doing it at such the right time because I think finally now, it's as if there's a window yeah. where like people are actually going, do you know what? Yeah, that this isn't right, and, yeah, and let's let, yeah. exactly let's move towards a sort of bright new dawn where it's actually actually going to get to the point where people are. I don't know, just for me, right, it, it just seems so ridiculous. Like It's, it's obscene. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's obscene, but it's, it's also for me, it's like, what, why are we having this discussion in 2021, man? Mm, like, it shouldn't be a thing. Any sort of discrimination, it's, it's like, it's something that I feel so passionate about. I just can't believe that we live in a world where people would be judged because of their race, their sexuality, or their gender. It's just baffling to me like you say we can fly to the bloody moon mm -hmm. right why are we why are we making people feel bad about something because of their gender it's just yeah it's not cool no it's not cool and what i would say is for what it's worth in my capacity as a sports journalist in my capacity as a sort of with the platform of hodgy the hack and hodge on nudge podcast and mm -hmm. the other ones that are going to be coming Anything I can do to help you out with that initiative, I'll yeah. be more than happy to do. I've been yeah. dying to get you one <laughs> on to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but is there anything else that we should sort of know about it uh, in terms of, I mean, you've mentioned the sort of Euro stuff that's coming up and, and right. things like that, but anything else in terms of the way that people, like, so I'm saying I'll help you out in, in, in the ways that I can do. But I, I also, that, that's an interesting question. Although, I mean, this is obviously my podcast you're coming on to talk on. But are you encouraging guys to like help out with the movement as well? Like, I mean, is that yeah. is that part of the thing? So yeah, how, how does that side of it work? Uh, yeah, I think that's why we went with her game too, because we obviously thought about our game too, and it's ours mm -hmm. too, all that kind of thing. And we went, you know what? If we do that, we're excluding men. And what we don't want to do is cause a divide. Like, yeah. we don't want it to be like we're women and we're men. So and this is separate like we want we want men to to listen up to what we're saying yep. stop being sexist and stop bantering with us mm -hmm. and just like accept this for what it is and you know for them for you know what some of the best things that is happening is we're having dads tweet pictures of their their younger girls and their football kits just that's saying, lovely. you know, I'm so glad you're doing this for our girls. Like it's her game too. Like for us, that's that is exactly what we hope to achieve. And we know we can't, we can't, you can't win everyone over. But little things like that are really special. And having guys like that on board is great. 
No, I think that I think that's true, and I think I think that's maybe a difference as well. Because if if you look at like sort of when we were growing up or whatever, that was more of a I don't know like an inner sort of family thing. If you had like girls and football kits and stuff, but now that seems to be like more of a common thing that you'll see, yeah. you know. And it should be like it absolutely should be. Yeah. Um, just in terms of the, the the survey that the Canadians Trust did, which again yeah. fabulous work from them so to good, do that. Yeah. Um, so Sarah and me were having a chat about this. She sent me over some stats earlier on. Um, I think the press release has been reported on. I think the main takeaway that the Eastern Daily Press, the local paper, had was um, one in five Norwich City fans have said that they experienced some form of sexism while attending games. But mm-hmm. me and Sarah sort of dug a bit deeper on that. And I just want to give the stats with regards to Norwich City in, in their proper context here. Now... That's not to say that the, the, the stats are inaccurate or in, in any way that they are not reflective of what's happening, but th- there are a few things that people should know just to contextualise them completely. So she said 65 people replied, most were season ticket holders, most have been supporting for more than 15 years, and most were in the Barclay stand, which is the the most raucous of the North City stands. It won't surprise you, Amy. That's where Chris and Jack see us. Oh, why am um, I not surprised? <laughs> no, so, so that's it. You go to the Barclay if you want to sing. The, the, the nice. rest of Carrow Road, um, like, I mean, you, you, nice you're always going to get a chant out of the Barclay. Nice. Um, so what, what Sarah said is she said that's a self-selecting group because you're more likely to reply to anything. It's the same way that I only, <laughs> I only answer on Just Eat if I'm annoyed, like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't go. Yeah, your food was great. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Like, it's like no, it was late. The guy was like annoying. Yeah, uh, my food was cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of that. So that, so that's an important thing to say. So she yeah. says a self-selecting group, and that you are more likely to reply if you've had issues or concerns. Definitely. So yeah. out of that fifth that had suffered sexism at the game, um. There were three percent of that survey that experienced like some sort of sexual in- incident, like an assault. Yeah. Um, now, one case of that is too many. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> like that's that's one of the more serious parts of this. Um, yeah, absolutely. How do you begin to tackle that? Like, how how are we still in a place where that's a thing? Like again, and and this goes beyond. Like the football side of it, because now we're dealing with criminality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how, it's a whole. How does that cross thing. over into a sporting occasion? I think for us, like if if you look, and at how it, does that know, feel? By the way, how does that oh, feel? Awful. I mean, if that's if that's sixty five people, imagine that sixty five people with every club in the country, <laughs> and plus the actual whole um, population of females in there. Like it's yep. you, you you're putting a lot of well, there's a lot more cases there than just one or two, isn't there? Um, which is awful. And I think that you're always going to get this happen in the world. Like you, we can't, throughout what we're doing, we can't stop that. However, mm-hmm. I think it becomes something that comes down to the clubs. Like it becomes, well, one, an easier reporting thing. I'm sure a lot of women feel like they can't report it or they're not sure how to report it um, or they're scared to report it because they sit behind this guy, you know, every week. Um, it's sort of like a, you hope if we can get clubs on board a bit more, if there's a, an easy way for women to do that, for women to feel safer, um, knowing that, you know, if it's a sexual assault, that man is is 
I don't know. I don't know that what what happens with the criminal system when it comes to things like that. But that that's what happens, and it goes through the proper um, things it should, and it's not left. And so she has to feel intimidated going to the ground and scared that it's going to happen again. Um, yeah. You hope that we can find a way with the clubs. And I know, I'm sure they do do a lot. I'm, I'm not saying that none of them do it. I don't know enough personally about what the... I'm, the, I'm sure you'll discover that is. in the time to come. Like, exactly, because something you, to learn. You've become, you've become big enough now that your, mm. your movement is recognised and that yes. is going to just increase the amount of power that you guys have got to yeah, exactly. to, to create change. Um, some comments just on it. Um, Adam's been saying, vital initiative for inclusivity in the game as a whole and it's great to see it getting so much exposure. <laughs> Absolutely second that. And it is kind of sad that it's necessary in, in 2021, but that's, that's where we're at. Alan Montgomery makes a great point. He says it would be really good mm. to hear Delia's experiences of sexism because there aren't many more iconic women in football than Delia. Not too many female majority shareholders around, and hopefully this movement can change that. Mm. I think that is a really good point that I hadn't thought of. Delia's, mm. for a long time, been one of the most recognisable women in football. Yeah. So, How accessible is she? Um, <laughs> how, how, is she I, easy to get hold of? <laughs> I think for something like this, uh, mm, you, might you would stand a chance. Um, having an email, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll chat about that off air and see if we can. Yeah. Uh, not saying I know Delia, by the <laughs> way, and she would be ashamed at my cooking skills. Yeah. Uh, um, that's that's why I do just eat because, like, obviously, yeah, well, str struggle with the cooking. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, uh, just to get back to the stats because I want to, I want to make sure we go through all of them. Uh, yeah. Sarah did say she wouldn't extrapolate their survey to say that twenty percent of the female crowd have issues, right? So. Even though it's one in five, obviously it's a small sample size that would apply to that survey. But she did say, certainly in certain parts of the ground, there are still issues also, as you were hinting at there, where women sort of struggle to know how to report it and that they have mm -hmm. maybe moved seats to get away from banter. Yes. Um, but yeah, like, I, I mean, I think that's, that's the other thing. And you were talking about the idea of this Angela type thing um, mm, yeah. that you get in nightclubs. I think it would be... Right. I mean, I think it would be good to have that in the male toilets because I think yeah. those guys, like, I mean, if I saw someone get on a football game and I thought it was unacceptable and <laughs> weirdly, it's a weird maybe facet of the human condition. Mm. If something happened to me where I felt that I'd been like, I, I don't know, bullied or, or, or something bad, I probably wouldn't say anything. But yeah. if I'd seen it with someone else, I'd probably be more inclined to go, do you know what, that, that needs addressed. You know, yeah, no, um, I so I, I think I think having it in in both sets of toilets would probably be yeah. a good idea. Just any sort of presence, really. I think just to sort of um, show the fans there that it's something that they're taking seriously. You know, and I'm, they do take it seriously. Not taking that away from them, but it's just that extra sort of mark of that badge of sort of like we're supporting this movement. You know, come forward if you experience yeah. anything. Yeah. No, and uh, you. I mean, I think as well. Another thing that makes this really timely is I think I'm I'm not like this great crusader for women's rights or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just a guy that recognises what's right and what's wrong <laughs> at this at this time in in, in supposedly civilised society. So and I think there's a lot more of me, you know, like so I think there's a lot more guys that would 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 feel that sort of same way. Uh, and the, the other thing I would say is Norwich City is one of the grounds. I don't have any stats in this part, but from like sort of what I see, I think that there's a lot bigger percentage of female fans at mm. Norwich City 
than than a lot of other grounds. And that's something that I've always said the club should be very, very proud of. I wonder if of, that's because of Delia and things, though, whether there's a slight sort of, I don't know, maybe not, but whether there's a slight sort of inclination that, oh, there's a woman in charge here, you know. Mm. And just over time, it's just sort of kind of settled, you know, permeated into the the, the fans, you know. Could have done. Uh, I would be interested to know the reasons mm. for that. But maybe there's an element of having sort of been in and around North for quite a significant period of my life. There's just a, a sort of gentle, nice comfort yeah, to that I part of the world that. and its people. Yeah, and I agree. I, I think... I think that's maybe a factor as well. But anyway, we, we can speculate as that as much as we want. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> we will come back around to some of this. And listen, this needs talked about and talked about and oh, yeah, talked about. Sure. Yeah. And um, as your team of Hard Game 2 correspondents sort of grows, and by the way, is there like a vacancy for a Norwich <laughs> female fan? Like, I mean, we're always wanting people. If people drop us a message on the Twitter, we're, we've got obviously so many projects and things. We want blog post writing. There's always things for people to get on board with. So if you're interested, please do drop us a message for sure. Excellent. Well, mm. anyone that's listened to this, any female Norwich fans that feel like they want to get involved, then please do that. And if mm. one of the byproducts that Amy coming on to talk to me today can be that, then we have Perfect. helped influence positive change and I was exactly. delighted with that <laughs> but let's stop talking about my club Amy and let's start talking about yours oh do we have to <laughs> how are you feeling oh I'm okay um I think it was a it was a weird one because uh, on the day it just it just was all wrong and we've sort of I think we've all kind of got over it quite fast because of that I think if if it had been a tough game and we played yeah. really well I think it would have been harder but honestly I, I don't know what happened it was just a disaster um and I'm yeah, sort of I mean, it, was, it. it was very reminiscent of Norwich Middlesbrough a few years back and that the game was over in the first 20 minutes yeah, it was just done like yeah it was done like and the better team won but it wasn't even a, I expected it to be a bit more competitive so did um, <laughs> that that chance at the start of the second half was vital because that goes in it's a totally different game yeah uh I want to talk to you about Fulton Gate. When you were watching the game, and I don't know if it was an emotional fan reaction, but you seemed to think that wasn't a red card. Are you still on that position? I, um, the initial response, so I was with my family and my dad's friends, all, all Swansea fans, in a little Swansea area of a pub, and yep. we were all like, what is he doing there? We were like, why has he done that? Like, yep. what is he doing? Good Scottish midfielder. And and then, oh, that's not I mean, a red card. Yeah. And then, you know, Jay makes a good tackle. He is absolutely class. Like, And Ouch. I was like, and then we were like, that's a bit unlike him, actually. You know, we sort of went from the what is he doing to Jay, you know, he makes a strong tackle, but he would never, he's pretty, he's pretty good at them, to be honest. He doesn't yeah. normally mistime them. So, and then, and then they showed the replay and I was like, I was like, oh, his foot got caught on the back of his foot and he slipped and it looked really bad. So I can see why he got a red card. Um, but looking at it again, you just think, what? where else is he putting his foot? He hasn't even slid in for the tackle. He's just no. him running. And he's That's it. It's, the, it's a momentum thing, but it's all we do with being out of control. Oh, yeah, he was, exactly. he was out of control. And yeah. that and the modern game is a red card. If he'd come uh, from the side, it would be different. But coming from yeah. behind, you just have to be careful. And the, I think it's angles. unfortunate. Yeah, but I um, it's one. Of, it was just one of those games that we yeah. 
we, we, we're not a team to get people sent off very regularly. You know, we, we're quite, and Swansea are a bit nice sometimes, like some this shy away from tackles a lot of the time. You just think, you know, it's so ridiculous that on that final, we'd already basically lost the game. To have someone sent off, it was just a bit, bit of a heartbreak. But um, he's also set to miss the first three games of the season because of that. So that's no, a bit no, that could be quite big. Um, yeah, he's really instrumental in our midfield. So I had my, yeah, your midfield. So I commentated. Uh, one Swansea game, 90 minutes, and a few highlights this season. Yeah. And my favourite moment of the season, commentary-wise, <laughs> was my call. It was the game that you guys beat Coventry by a goal to nil. Okay. Uh, ben Cabango came back <laughs> in the team after being out with the team, and I came out with like what is my single best line as a commentator. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like loads of commentators script their lines, right? I don't do that. Like I, I wait to see if the emotion of the moment com- yeah. comes out with anything good. Do you know what? It's maybe the acting bit. It's like improvised yeah, it probably is. improv, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I did, and I came out with my best line ever. And I went uh, back with Cabango as Ben Cabango with the opener, um, and like to the kind of Arctic Monkeys kind of vibe. Love it. Love that. Um, aye. So I was I was happy with that. But yeah, Swansea's midfield was the mm. for me that and Gehi at the back is outstanding. Oh, like stunning. he's yeah. Premier League player playing in the Championship. Yeah. Um, but the midfield dynamic between whoever you tended to play, but I would say the best combination of the three for me was probably Fulton Grimes, Hurahin would probably be the the three that I would say was was best quality wise and in yeah. terms of the different kind of things that they can offer. Grimes, by the way, is a lovely player. Oh, like, yeah, so and so well rounded, well rounded, yeah, really very well rounded, captain. proper, yeah. proper, full, sort of complete midfielder. Really yeah, he's good player, he's great. Yeah, uh, but the big problem for Swansea is you don't have a striker, like a real right. striker, culling a bit, but like, I mean, you're maybe not going to play him regularly. Yeah, you've got Jamal Lowe, who's like basically a wide forward, Andre yeah. Ayu, who's good enough. In that league, but he's to, not, to play that role, but it's still not his nine. role. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. not his role. Um, and I know through speaking to some of the local journalists there prior to the games that I commentated, Steve Cooper was really annoyed when they didn't mm. get him a straight. He didn't, don't know if he made that big of a point of it, but he was really yeah. annoyed. He didn't yeah, get a number nine in January. It's been, um, it's been a funny one, and I think you know, you only have to look at the goals we've scored. Um, over the season to know that that was a missing piece for us and you know people are very quick to say you know oh you know you just can't score goals and you actually have to think so we tried to sign I I don't want to get his name wrong we tried to sign someone from Southampton and the day before he was injured so that fell through a strike out was it Oba right so and I think we're looking at him again but so he was he was on the cards that fell through the day before. Okay, so that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had, when did we sign? Um, oh, we had Jokerez, Yoc- who's rubbish. Sorry. If uh, ironically, he came on Coventry for Coventry fans, in that yeah. game. He had seen that game I was commenting. He came on yeah. for Coventry in that game. Yeah, because that was the team like he went to. Score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That was written in the script. Yeah. You won't like this. David Burman says Grimes could do a job for Norwich. You don't need him. I agree. Come on. Well, it um, depends if we get Ollie Skip back. He actually looks like the exact kind of guy who could probably do that job. True. 
Um, and then with the strikers, so we have obviously have Wayne Routledge, who's been at the club for 10 years. Can I just say we're a massive Wayne Routledge stan group of fans. Uh, and we have Liam Cullen, who is, yeah, 20, 21, 22, very young, come through the academy. Um, and that, so obviously that is kind of all we had. And at the time, we were very lucky we had uh, Casey Palmer and we had Morgan Gibbs-White. Mm -hmm. who both got recalled in January. We got rid of Jokeres, so that's three attacking players gone. Um, yeah. And we signed the two from the States. So we signed Jordan Morris, who was set to be a, a, basically our number nine. Very fast. That's right. Place. So mm -hmm. we had him. Wayne Routledge gets injured. Liam Cullen gets injured. They're both out for months. Here's yep. our problem, right? We then play, we start playing Jordan Morris. He His ACL goes. That That's... So you've got three strikers gone. Yeah. And I think considering we ended up where we are without one, um, we're all pretty shocked, you know. Steve Cooper, by the way, for, yeah. I, I don't actually know who got second in the manager of the season voting, but there's so good, so many good managerial jobs in the championship this year. Valerian yeah. Ismail at Barnsley as well. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Steve Cooper, he do what he did with the squad he did. I exactly. You look at how amazing. many, how little help we had there with injury and things like that. You know, the credit has to go to him because he's he's made it work just um, without those players that we really, really need. So you know, it's it was one of those seasons. Really, it wasn't quite hundred. You know, it wasn't quite like this is the season. But there's you know there was hope there. So there is something to be said for going up too early as well Alex Neal um, who anyone listening to the podcast for the first time the first mm -hmm. episode was with Alex Neal his first ever interview where he's talking in depth about his time at Norwich City go and get it watched or listened to um, very proud of that one from a personal point of view but yeah, yeah Alex Neal always said Norwich went up a season too early when they had mm -hmm. their sort of big run through the playoffs so in a way it could be in some ways a blessing in disguise um, Steve Cooper as well very good mate of Stuart Webbers so Interesting to see if they ever team up in future. Mm. Yeah, very uh, interesting. So that'll be that'll be an interesting one. I want to come yeah. on to talk about um so just to clarify then, right? Because obviously I've heard the wee twangs in your accent and perhaps get misguided. <laughs> uh, so internationally you're a Wales fan, right? I, I am, yes. And that's that was my choice growing up as a kid. I I, I also used to think Spain were the coolest team in the world when I was a kid. So I've always yeah. had a bit of a thing. My brother sports England. So nobody's um, perfect, I should say. No. <laughs> my my dad, when we talk about international football, he sort of disowns my brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I've just always followed what my dad's done, really, and it's just felt right to support Wales. And you know, there hasn't been much international football to follow over the years, you know, but it started to come, you know, more regularly now. So it's it's good to kind of get a bit more invested in it. Amy, mm. we had a tournament. Scotland are at a tournament. Right. And you also, you haven't taken Jay Fulton. What are you doing uh, there? We do have a lot of options in the midfield. Yeah. Like, you just right not to take him. Billy Gilmore won the Champions League and nearly wasn't in the squad. Like, wow. Swansea fans were distraught. They were thinking, why are well, you sad for him? Like, yeah, do you know really what? I, I do think, I do think, like, in one of the friendlies, um, mm. no, not these ones, but like in one of the earlier sort of groups of friendlies, he's probably had a campaign that deserves, you know, that like half hour cameo thing. Yeah. Like yeah. he maybe deserves a bit of that love. But yeah, he should he's just, he just he's really a passionate player and he and he puts a shift in every single day. Um and, and it you just think friend 
for someone, you know, he's a proper Scottish bloke, you know, we, he's just like yep. so rough and tumble, he gets stuck in, he's full of passion and you think, surely someone like that you want in your international team. But if you've got options, then good for you, like that's great. Co- co- comes from a very good dynasty of midfielders, his dad, Stevie Fulton, um, who mm. yeah. uh, was a very, very tough tackling midfielder yeah. in his day Thanks, as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, aye, uh, I think, oh, I wonder if the chance will come around for Jay. It would be nice to see him get some international recognition at some point. Oh, but midfield's the area that we are actually pretty blessed. Um, yeah. And Scotland for years, we're waiting for like a decent left-back playing Graham Alexander out of position there and stuff. <laughs> and then we get the two absolute worldies turn up at once in Kieran Tierney and Andrew Robertson. So trying to shoehorn yeah. them into a team is the thing for us. Uh, Wales... Wales, like, I mean, where do you think they're at in terms of their chances going into the Euros? Do you think they can they can, they, um, they can make any sort of impact? I mean, to be honest, it's kind of hard because you're not going to do as well as last time. I mean, that was just everybody. Like, I mean, I was so, so, so happy I know, it was watching awesome, that Wales run. <laughs> that Belgium game is, like, it's probably my favourite international result that hasn't oh, involved Scotland. Like, yeah, it was awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. Like, you know, on paper, there's 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 talent there for sure. Um, and a lot of it is young talent, which is exciting. You know, obviously, we've got a few people left. We've got Gareth Bale mm-hmm. still playing. Joe Allen is hanging on in there. And Ramsey, you know, sort of like the OGs. But, mm-hmm. about, you know, you're looking, like <laughs> you're looking at people like Colwell, who's been caught up. He's like a teenager. We've got mm-hmm. Ben Cabango, 20 years old. Joe yeah, Rogan, he's a unit, by the way. Right? Yeah. Joe Roden, he's still young. We've mm-hmm. got Dan James, really young. You know, there's yep. there is a youth, there is a young team there. If you take away Bale and Ramsey and Allen, so to speak, the kind of the ones people associate with Wales, there yep. is there is a talented group of players there. So you wonder, you know, it's obviously growing. Welsh football's growing. Kiefer Moore as well up front. I've got to have a, obviously in my capacity commentating the championship on, yeah. on the reg. Um Kiefer Moore's been uh, a former Ipswich player, by the way, so better watch my words here. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I'm uh, a Cardiff player as well, so I'm like, oh, it's hard to compliment. <laughs> is that why you missed him out? Like, I mean, he's, yeah, um, just missing him out. And Harry <sighs> Wilson as well. No, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to come together for your international football. And, um, of course you do. I'm hoping that these players sort of t- like really turn up and sort of give me something to be excited about, you know, because it's, it's hard to support a Cardiff player, even if it's even when it's for Wales. But if they can come up and, you know, do a really good job and you know there there is a squad there you know there's a decent squad there um it's just about you know the whole ryan Giggs thing was a bit dramatic and you know rob page used to be doing quite well and they played you know we, i watched the game against france and to be honest the red card was ridiculous um but before that there was some good football there there was some chances being created they looked fairly comfortable and you think oh okay um there's something there for sure. Whether it's this year or whether it's going to be in eight years, um, there's definitely something to build on. And hopefully, if Swans can get back up to the Prem, you know, a bit more money into Welsh football, even if Cardiff make it, if Newport get promoted next year or something, you know, there's the more the more success from these teams have, the more they can invest in the academies, the you know, the better yeah. talent there is. It's just it's all kind of good for the sport and good for Wales. So you know, no, totally. And I think, I mean, obviously. A lot of Welsh players will be playing in academies, other places, sort of mm. south of Hadrian's Wall. 
Yeah. And um, there is a there is a breeding ground that they can kind of can develop their own talent and, and sort of move forward with that. You touched on Newport. Um, mm. It was a bit of a heartbreaking way their their playoffs kind of went. Um, you probably watched that a bit more keenly than me. So do you want to fill in anyone that wasn't aware of how their season yeah. ended and just how it how it all went down? Well, they were kind of champions to get there. Really, they. Some of the football I saw them play was just fantastic. There's, you know, I don't normally watch League Two football. I'm not going to sit there and tell you I watch Newport all the time. But obviously, they're in the playoffs. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to back them. And they scored some fantastic goals to get there. They put in a shift in the second semi-final to get there. Um, and then, you know, this ridiculous situation of this penalty... And I've watched it, and I've watched it, and it. So just just describe it because I've watched it once, like, and I, I was mean, like, oh. It, I mean, I don't think it was in the box. The contact. I don't think it was in the, the box. box. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And whether there was much contact there is definitely up for interpretation. But I, I'm just, I just gutted for them because I would say, you know. It was a quite an even match, but I would say they had a bit more fight about. I don't know. Maybe I'm being biased because I, I wanted the Welsh club to do well, but. Um, you know, it looked like it was maybe going to uh, extra time and it would have given them a chance to score a goal. So, I don't know. They've certainly been robbed, if you want to talk about football language. <laughs> Michael Flynn has done a, 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 an amazing job there and he had such a weird season because, like, commentating the EFL on, on the regular again, like, it's, I, I managed to, for mo- most teams in that pyramid, I'll have, like, some sort of appreciation of, yeah, and Newport had that period where they were absolutely red hot. The, the mm. period that, where they were at the top of the league, then they really fell away. Then they fought back, and different parts of their team, like the, there's talent in there, but it kind of feels like he really squeezed quite a lot out of them. They need mm. some really interesting comments after the game where it appears that the kind of model behind the scenes of the club maybe not to his liking. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Like. Mm. Yeah. From a from a Welsh football perspective, yeah, um, definitely. And I think that's right. Just just on the international stuff, um, Ed says oh, yeah. Scotland must be missing Kenny McLean. Um, and yeah, I feel gutted for Kenny. And another fighter there is Timu Puki takes Finland to the first ever major tournament and might not might not actually play. That for me, Scotland what? have plenty of midfield options, and I love Kenny McLean. I've interviewed him; he's a cracking guy. Um. And I'm really disappointed from him that he's missing this tournament. I'm really disappointed for Tamu as well if, if he ends up um, not able to play because this would be the absolute pinnacle of both of those players' careers. And that's that's the key mm. thing to remember. And it's come at the end of that, that COVID football season where there's so many games, especially in the EFL, just squeezed in, mm. you know. And, and I think... I think a lot of players are suffering. And it'll be interesting to see if the quality of football at the Euros suffers as a result of possibly. so many players playing so many games, you know? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Could maybe happen. Right. Mm. Always want to end on a positive, but I feel that we both... I wanted to offer us... We were talking about safe spaces earlier. Let's, yeah. let's offer ourselves a bit of sort of... What we call it? Con- in my part, maybe some conscience salving. Um, and then on, on, on your part, maybe just a wee platform to talk about mm. um, abuse. And were you, it, it maybe ties into a lot of the themes that her game two is trying to challenge, yeah. right? Where it's like, here's a 
woman that has the audacity to speak up about football, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and it's like, as soon as you come out with an opinion that might not chime with the general sort of what everyone else is thinking, it's like, oh, well, she's a woman. So yeah. let's, let's not just see she's Let's wrong. argue it. Yeah. Ah, let's argue it and let's, like, let's target the abuse by, by the look of what I saw. Um, yeah, yeah it's been an odd week. <laughs> it's it's hard, man. Like, and I feel you because I had I had something similar, which you could argue is part of my own sort of making. Like, I made a bit of mistake with reporting something after oh. two stories that I'd reported ahead of all of the national media. I reported another one using the same sources that given me information that was correct, and it turned out it was wrong. It was okay. regarding Eddie Howe going to Celtic. Mm-hmm. And I've had plenty of people come out and say, look, mate, we know you were just trying to do your best because it wasn't as if I was making any money out of it or anything like that. I was just telling Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's been a lot of people that have kind of gone out and just, I mean, been, just, just been pretty nasty, eh? Like, right. and you get, you expect that, like, I mean, listen, I made a mistake that was based on trying to do things the right way mm-hmm. and trying to do them just for a good reason. Like, no, he actually do anything that was, uh, I mean, I wasn't making any money. I, was, I wasn't trying to do anything other than just to try and keep fans in the loop with what I knew. And I did employ good journalistic practice. I know that, mm-hmm. right? Because I multi-sourced it. And do you know the difference for me was when I reported as if I'd done that as a reporter at a newspaper, a sporting organisation, it's like it's forgotten about because it's mm-hmm. like tomorrow's chip wrappers. But I made a fairly bold decision that I was going to start reporting things off my own back mm-hmm. and by myself. And as I say, first two, absolutely right, ahead of all of the national media by days in some instances. And then the the last one, which was that the, the deal was over the line and had been signed, turned out to be wrong because Eddie Howe and all that obviously could cold feet. And then, yeah, got, like, a lot of abuse online, wow. <laughs> a lot, uh, like, tin hat time. Also had a lot of people, as I say, saying, um, like, well done, mate, thanks for trying to keep us in the loop, all of that kind of stuff. No, just doing But it's job. hard. It, like, <laughs> yeah. really, it ruins your day, man. Like, yeah. and it, it can ruin your week sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's proper mental health damaging stuff. Yeah, really bad. And... It's, it's, it's hard. Like, you make a mistake, you move on. Um, it's hard that you move on for a mistake that you've made yeah. if you've got people constantly reminding you of it, constantly slagging you for it, yeah. and just having a go. And it's it's no nice. No, like, and that's, so that's that's mine. That's mine. That came from a professional mistake that I've owned up to, and I'll be going back on the podcast where I said, Eddie, who's going to be the manager? And I'll be <laughs> like, right, bring it on. Because that's what you've got to do. You've got to face up to these things. Yeah. Well, tell me about your experience, because I've just done my sort of unload there. And thank you, by the yeah. way, for listening, Therapist Amy. Anytime. Um, yeah, so it's been a, an interesting week. So I've always had uh, various comments on, you know, occasional ones on Twitter and occasional ones on TikTok. And, you know, things like I put I put in the campaign video, you know, your opinion's invalid, you're a woman, you don't know anything. Try watching a proper football game. So this is... Mm-hmm 
right that's kind of like what i've experienced in the past what i've experienced this week has been absolutely next level um really so this has been the worst yet this is the worst i've ever experienced and it's but it's not necessarily all here's here's the debate it's not no one is saying anything about the fact i'm a woman but i deep down truly believe that a lot of this is because i am a girl and i have a voice and i have I'm part of a campaign about women in football. And I truly believe that, I mean, this quote, this tweet that I did has had 84 quote tweets of it. Mm-hmm. And this 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 comment was that, can someone convince me about Ampadu? Ethan Ampadu. Yeah, that, that, so this Ethan is, Ampadu, that is, I saw that. That's it, right? That's mm-hmm. my opinion. I haven't, I'm yet to be sold on Ethan Ampadu. There is 84 quote tweets from pretty much anonymous football accounts um and it got so out of hand like it literally just the comments i was getting the dms i was getting i mean i don't really want to read them read them all out but obviously some of them are fine some of them are like oh i don't agree with you or he was really good in this game or i really yeah my point oh you right oh uh, did you see him in this game watch this watch this pass that he did that's what i'm asking for when i'm talking on twitter i'm asking for people to you know i'm I'm there sat there asking people to change my mind (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. you know why do people like him he's very very highly rated i'm yet to see why it's, that mm, is right. simply That's my opinion. Um, and then, you know, I'm being absolutely like this. This opinion has been ridiculed uh, t- mm-hmm. 84 times. Um, some of the replies are shocking, to be honest. Um, and I felt embarrassed um, and I felt like I wanted to delete my account uh, because I was like, yeah. I, I felt I felt so stupid. And I was like, mm-hmm. you feel like your opinion must be wrong. And then I, I rewound and I was like, hold on, you've literally just said you're not sold on a Welsh player. That's it. This is, it's people, people are, you know, saying, oh, you should stop tweeting controversial things for attention. It's not controversial. Mm-hmm. That I don't rate a player. Like, what absolutely astounding response. Couldn't believe it. Anyway, we move on. I mean, there was people, oh, the other thing that happened is someone did have, well, someone some people used my picture from the campaign against me as well they sort of replied with the picture which says you know nothing about football oh with I saw me that well. and like repl- yeah, and you know, scribbled and, out the, the, yeah, yeah so yeah. okay you know they're telling me that i'm making it a sexist thing don't use something that i've used for a sexist campaign against mm-hmm. me in that situation because you know you're making it look like you think it's because i'm a woman that i don't whatever um so that sort of dies down and then i literally was watching the wales france game and my tweet was that is tasty from mbappe and griezmann right mm-hmm. i i don't watch these play i don't really watch international football i mean i say international i don't watch um you know outside of the uk football really i don't watch any of the spanish or french or italian leagues i, d- I haven't ever really divulged into it so i'm like excited to watch these world-class players like who isn't you're watching your you're watching Connor Roberts play against Mbappe. I lo- that is so cool, and I love that, and I'm excited about it. So How I did he do, that. by the way? Because Connor Roberts is my favourite Swansea player. He did well. He held him off quite well. I think it was obviously when a player got sent off for a ridiculous handball in the box that should he shouldn't have. It was kind of a downhill spiral, but they did well. They held their own against them, which was great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's my tweet. Um, and then this is when it got really, really bad. So I got sort of harassed again um, with various. I mean, you're, you know, anyone's watching, you're welcome. To, I haven't deleted the tweets. You're welcome to go and see them. Um, 
and people are saying things like um this is a swansea fan you love to wind people up don't you um you know all of this sort of stuff quote tweets sort of saying things like um let's have a look let's find a good um oh what a effing weirdo no words like and it's just constant 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 and this is like um you know, and some of it's fine. Like someone's put wrong team, babes. Like, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's not going to affect me. But when, <laughs> but see, when that, that I find quite funny, right? right? Yeah, like that's the, fine. The, the babes is a bit condescending, right? But the mm -hmm. the, the wrong team thing is like that's just been yeah. funny, right? Yeah, and there's some and, things and, which are funny, and some gifts are funny. Like I get it, like yeah. But it's also then you start seeing like people replying on those things like saying oh this girl's such a div like she doesn't know anything you know i'm not going to swear and say some of the language uh, no I've no no but, that, that, but that's an important factor as well and like see mm. when you're feeling in that space right even stuff like that which is kind of funny and normally i'm someone that laughs at myself all the time anyone that listens to me on any plethora of podcasts and anything like that will know that i'm not someone that's scared to take the the pee out of myself but mm -hmm. see when you're feeling in that headspace of like i'm getting laughed at here and and from yeah. from my point of view professionally denigrated right yeah yeah you don't have that you're not ready to do that yet yeah like yeah um i mean i'd <laughs> Uh, it even got to the stage where like the lads whatsapp group which is the ultimate place where you cannot have any feelings or anything feelings. like that like i was yeah. just like too early boys <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Let's, let, let's give it a bit of time and that's the thing um is that someone's someone's popular someone's uh, did you see we were finishing at eight so we, we have gone a bit over time it's fine i'm good i'm all good yeah um, me too um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that there's a period when, when something like that's going on. And I had a similar incident last year, actually, where um, someone in the Norwich City community picked out some retweet that I had and misconstrued as something that it wasn't. And whenever social media, for whatever reason, is getting you into a place where I don't know, like where you're just second guessing yourself. And in my, mm -hmm. in my, sort of like capacity of what I do for a living, basically going like, I mean, what, what profession, it's almost like professional sort of in, indemnity insurance is needed. Like what, what damage has been done to me, to the, the yeah. work that I do, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a hard place to be. It's like, it's, really it's, how, hard. It's, how, it's how you feel like, and it's really, really hard. And that's why, the likes of yourself speaking quite bravely about it. I mean, me and, mm. me and Chris Reeve have had conversations like this before. Yeah. Where we've just said, like, some of the stuff that goes on is unreal. And those boys as well, like, have suffered some crazy oh, yeah. stuff. They've been both really helpful with me, just to point that out there to the Norwich fans. They've both been great with me, like, help giving me advice on stuff like this. Generally, or do you mean with regarding this stuff with as this well? this particular stuff, yeah, really, really helpful. Yeah. Nah, they're, they're um, great lads. Yeah, but it's it's like you say it's really difficult, and you know it does. It's really hard to ignore it. Like people are saying, just ignore it. And actually, when I had an, I had two hours of constant hounding. I had people digging up tweets from 2011. I was 16 years old, trying <laughs> trying to get me in trouble. I had someone actually come out my come out of their way to tell me that they're in a group chat and they're trying to find something on me to to get me in trouble. And this is this is something that's happening. Wow. And 
this is because why because they I don't like Ethan Ampadu like what so you know where my brain then goes what have I done to these people I I'm I'm a very normal girl with who likes to talk about football I'm, I'm staggered by that sorry oh, anybody that's watching this will see my reaction right but anybody that's listening to the podcast after this yeah. right I'm just sitting mouth agape going yeah and, it, and these are all anonymous accounts I wouldn't be able to tell if I went to a Swans game I wouldn't know who these people were um they're 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 all you can tell they're young um because they think things that aren't funny are funny um and it but that is damp that is damaging like they they could have for all i know they could have found something they could have sent it to my workplace you, you just get worried you think well what is out there how are they going to twist yeah. this against me and this is all because of two opinions that they didn't they didn't like um just, and you get paranoid don't you like yeah, of course and, you do. And, and that's that's the thing if people are causing you to do that yeah, then, I'm a pretty stand-up human as well. Like I don't, I, I'm, you know, I like to pride myself off being a decent person. And you know, you're made to believe that, you know, maybe you're not. <laughs> um, yeah, that's and, the, it. and the other thing that I found is, you know, I've, you know, looked through lots of comments and had friends sort of screenshot things and send me them. And people are saying, you know, this girl, she, she's part of this her game two campaign. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she says she wants equality in football, yet she cries when people don't agree with her opinion. This is things that I'm seeing. I'm thinking, hold on a second. This is not disagreeing with my opinion. This is trying to embarrass publicly, embarrass, ridicule me for what? Mm-hmm. Like for a few likes, for a bit, for a laugh. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not crying because you disagree with my opinion. I'm upset because you. It's 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 nasty. Nasty is the only word for it. It yeah. is. It is. It is bullying the, the, the idea that people would try and dig something up <laughs> from the, your, your twitter archives is just that they've done it with our players before as well do you know they've what it actually it worries me about is like yeah. uh, like because you get to the point that if you become a, a focal point for people right mm-hmm. like um and obviously through trying to do good like, yeah, I'm trying to right? report stuff to people <laughs> so that they know stuff. You're trying to forward an initiative that needs forwarding, right? Yeah. So you're trying to do good things, and yet people just choose to do that. And it's it's just not a nice place. But you saying that makes me think, like, I mean, maybe I put some on Twitter when I was younger that I would regret, whatever. Yeah. Like, who's who's digging that up on me, yeah. you know? Well, I'll, like, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you and tell you that they, they found something which was a song title, uh, I don't right. want to repeat it. It was a song title back in 2012. And I had messaged a friend on Twitter saying, can you record da 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 when it's on? And mm-hmm. I hadn't blanked it out. And they're then retweeting that saying racist. <laughs> because I I, wow. I said a song title uh, back in 2012, which what? I'm not going to say at the time. Probably a rap song. Right? Yeah, yeah, Jay-Z, uh, right. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, I'm very happy to admit that, you know, that's a word that I would never, ever say. No, and ever. it's not a word that we're in the headspace of thinking, but it's been used in song titles. It has, and, and I and I should, you know, if I was saying it now, it would be it would be starred out, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, and, and that's, that's the difference. But yeah. you were, what, 16 years old, asking your pal to record a song? Yeah, you and, know what and, I mean? and they're trying to, you know, that's the kind of, that's the nastiness and the kind of... Um, that's the targeting, you know, you could call it targeting. I don't really know the words for it, but it's... it's I, I, I just want to pick out on something you said earlier, though. You said that you think, and, and this is just to bring it right back around to where we kind of started again. You said that you think that 
one of the reasons that the the abuse was so targeted kind of towards you um about a tweet about eating that voodoo <laughs> it's just like life has jumped the shark it's just ridiculous yeah I... but I, you think one of the reasons for that was because you're not just a woman you're a woman that's a football fan with a voice that people listen to and also trying to do some good through the campaign. Yeah. But there's two sides to that. One, the fact that you're a woman. Mm-hmm. You yeah. think that that may have been a factor. I think and it might two, be. the campaign you also mentioned. Yeah. So, like, do you think the fact that you're, again, a woman that's not just got the audacity to have a football opinion, but the audacity <laughs> yeah. to say that more women should have football opinions? Yeah. You think that's maybe been a factor? Maybe in it's these people. Doing people? That? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's one of those. Why things, though? Why yeah. do you think that? Why? Um, I don't, I'm, I don't want to begin to try and understand the mind of a teenage boy. Um, I, I honestly don't know. And I was I, one, and I can't, by the way. So. And if I could relate, maybe I'd understand more. I don't know. I, I I don't know what it is about these anonymous football accounts, and they're the root of all the problem of football Twitter. You know, I've seen that comment that said, you know, Twitter's the place where people can come. It's because it's anonymous. You can yeah. be anyone. You don't have to be yourself. It doesn't come back to you. Um, and I think that there's probably a thrill for people in that. And I've discussed on another podcast, like, you know, if there was an identification linked to your account, I think mm-hmm. more than half of that is gone. Yeah. I, I truly believe that. I can't believe half of these boys would say anything like it to my face, um, to a girl in public. I don't believe they would. I think no. it's an online anonymous problem that we're dealing with here. Um, and yes, I'm very, I'm, I understand putting myself out there. Um, my account's grown and you know, I, you never really know how to deal with that. You know, all of a sudden I'm just, I'm, I was talking to a couple of thousand. Now it's almost 7,000. You think that's actually a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's obviously you have to take a certain view of that. People aren't always going to agree. People aren't all going to like me as much as I try to, you know, I hope people would, would like me. Um, and it's, they don't know me as a person. If you no. knew me, you'd read that tweet in how I would say it. And you would probably hear it as something slightly different to what these boys have heard it as. Um, I think there's a lot of things like that social media, like people getting, you know, um, misunderstanding messages and misunderstanding tone and things like that. But I, I don't, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent. No, um, you're quite right. And to, to sort of bring up some of the things that you're doing, I think. Yeah, it's, um, I, it's hard to, I, I, I've, I've looked at other people's accounts. I've looked at boys' accounts and I don't see boys get attacked in the way that I was this week. I don't. Maybe I'm not looking at the right guys, but I... It, I it does happen maybe in a different way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, it's possibly a different... I, I'm They're out here trying to embarrass me, it, trying it, to ridicule it, me, you know? It, come, it, come, it comes to do with groups of people. So, like, you're obviously, um, like, football, you're a woman, right? So it's like, that, that makes you targetable. My, my mm. one is, I'm a journalist, right? Mm. People hate journalists. Yeah. So... <laughs> um, and I think that's the thing, like, if you've got something that, that people can kind of go after, it's, mm-hmm. so, like, so some of the some of the stuff I was getting, it wasn't, how, how can I put it, it maybe wasn't as directly abusive in terms of, like, you get called, like, a weirdo and stuff like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? It maybe, maybe wasn't, like, words like that, but 
someone sort of going through your stuff and then going like um things like that this guy was just guessing like all the way mm. like, uh, blah 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 well i mean i know that not to be true but someone else reads that automatically assumes the same it's like right that's you're the just thing. they jump <laughs> on the bandwagon then and then they see one person's opinion and think oh yeah he doesn't know what he's talking about it's the same it's been the same with me i think it's like one person says it other some other annoying teenage boys see it and they agree without mm-hmm. even even get having the thought to like look at my other tweets or or see what I'm like as a person like people just see one thing and they think it's funny so they jump on it and then like you say you're in a place where um you don't want your work to be devalued I'm worried now what if someone's seen that and now they're worried about doing like a collaboration with me because mm-hmm. you know there's all these things you think those people can affect that. Mm-hmm. I've no, you're blocked, absolutely I've blocked right. them all now. I've blocked them all. <laughs> well, that, that, that's the thing. Yeah. But, like, and I mean, like, um, I don't want to harp on about this too much. It's the, the last kind of thing. But the, the discussion, I mean, that I needed to have this chat, and I think mm. you maybe did as well. Mm. Like, it's kind of, in a way, timely that we've, we've we've done that thing where we've come on a podcast because I needed yeah. it after the week I had as well. Yeah, it's tough. Um, And... Like the one thing is, you can block everyone, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't stop more people. But then your brain's also going, "You'll just be telling people I've blocked them now." Like, you, you know oh. what I mean? And it's like then you become the person that can't take, like, you can't take right. an R. Well, that's what I'm dealing with now. I, I'm having screenshots sent to me of these accounts, basically gloating that I've blocked them, um, and saying, "Oh, she can't handle it. She she wants equality in football. She can't handle this. So she, she's wrong." Like. You know, she's stupid. I'm telling and, you now that does, and I'm I'm sure you know that's right. But sometimes it helps to hear it again. That does not in any way dampen your message, the quality of no. or how necessary it is. No. So there's nothing wrong with you doing that. And what, uh, what yeah. I wonder, and and mm. you can tell me if I'm wrong, is it's like if I block people, then it's like number one, I'm blocking their access to to sort of me as doing my professional thing. Yeah, my and good number stuff. two, number two, like. If they then say, oh, he blocked me because I said he was tweeting a load of rubbish and got lucky or whatever reason it may have been. Mm-hmm. Like, am I then just inviting people to think that this is <laughs> getting to me? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, um, you can't win. You can't win, to be honest. Um, there's no right or wrong way to deal with it. And, you know, I might get down to the beginning of the season and think, you know what, I'm just going to unblock everyone. And just and just if, if it happens again, block them again straight away. But you know, I, I you know, I want it to be a nice place. I don't want people to be like I don't want people to be there and be like, oh, she's blocked me. Um it's it's it comes across very immature and a bit pathetic, but I have to put my mental health first and it wasn't stopping. Um they weren't they weren't calming down through the yep. into the evening, like it got to midnight and I was still getting tweets and I was like, I can't I can't deal with this anymore. So you, I think block it, you know, you build yourself up again and then... Hey, bl- block and mute button are your friend and you're right. I mean, the, yeah. the key the key bit about what you said that I, I think you need to keep in, in your head. And I actually did old sort of when, when coronavirus started. Um, I did a thing called My Corona Podcast last year. My Corona yes. Podcast by Hodgie the Hack. And one of the early episodes of that was staying sane in social media. Nice. And... After that incident I had last year where someone took a retweet and misconstrued it and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I listened back to that podcast and 
it was kind of like my own self-help thing with nice. the two people I had on it. And <laughs> it, it, it really, really helps. So if anyone's ever struggling with that, mm. my Corona podcast by Hockey Hack, staying sane on social media. If you search that, it'll come up on whatever. If you need, if anyone listening to this needs that at some point, it's there mm. as a resource and it, it, it helped me. Great. So, um, and anyone, by the way, I've always said this, anyone that's struggling with mental health stuff, that's struggling with social media, um, A dot dot whole stuff, um, then DM me. I'm Same. there. I've been, I've been there. I've got the t-shirts. Like, yep. come and chat to me. <laughs> You've got the actual t-shirts though, because that's another thing just to, to sort of say. The Hard Game 2 stuff, you guys are selling merch, right? Uh, well, that's through uh, Retro Football Clothing, which right. is a Swansea fan, which is going really well. And yeah, he's done some really cool like hoodies and tees with like prints on of the hashtag and stuff. And obviously, we're down the line working on our own bits and bobs. So yeah, I'll um, keep you updated. With keep that. me posted on that because I'm going to buy one. Like yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to do it. Uh, I love that. But I'm hoping to. I've, I've got a couple of stony shifts, so that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's my <your> motivation. <laughs> that's my motivation. Um, either that, I'll just do big sizes. Um, and not that football shirt big sizes, because like when you buy a football top, like quite often the way that they measure football kits and compared to like other items of clothing is just yeah, weird. A bit odd, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, um, that is that is a bit odd. Um. Can I say, Amy, mate, this this has actually felt really cathartic. Yeah, I know. Talking it feels to you like about therapy. I <laughs> know ah, it does. Um, and like the initiative itself, uh, again, like the key thing that comes across to me is I just think the ways have gone about it, as well as it being a necessary thing. And what I would say to some people who feel like, because I mean, the, there is an element of that, and I'm I'm cynical myself, right? Like, there's an element of, like, equality and all of these things, even though they are things that should be championed, diversity and all of these things. It's like, there is an element of sometimes it's getting rammed down your throat, like, really yeah. thingy. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. the way you are going about it's really cool. That's yeah. what that's what captured my, like, that's why I became a hard game to stand for the get-go was because <laughs> I, I thought, like... The way they're going about this is cool, and it felt it felt modern. See the fact that this isn't the brainchild of some sort of government agency dreamed up in a boardroom through PowerPoint presentations, but actually just young, socially engaged female football fans mm -hmm. getting together to go. Do you know what? Right, we can do something here. Yeah, we that also love we also love guys. We're not anti men. <laughs> We're no, not exactly. It's not, it's not feminazi want, stuff. Yeah, we don't want it to be our game. We want to be involved with what you enjoy too. It's that. That's that the, that's was the key. a really important part of what, what you've said on the pod for me. As yeah, um, and I was sitting there nodding away. I should be doing <laughs> my active listening for the people that listen to the audio version of this. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think that was a really key point. Uh, yeah. that that you guys aren't trying to exclude. You're trying to just no. be included. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think that's really important. Excellent. So um, I would say, unless you've got anything to add, pal, um, I'm quite happy oh, to wrap up there. I don't see Hello. the point of going into stoppage time, do you? No, let's let's move on. <laughs> no, excellent. Right, so that's all for this week's Hodge on Nodge. You can subscribe to the podcast through all of your favourite podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube, where you can find me, Hodgey the Hack. That's H-O-D-G-E-Y the Hack. Um, and you can find me on all the social media channels. If you can give me or the podcast a wee follow or a wee like, um, tell all your friends about it. And on whatever platform you're listening on, make sure that you give us all the love. That would be appreciated. And then 
with regards to yourself, Amy, where mm. can people find out about her game too and mm -hmm. find out your, your own sort of channels and stuff? Sure. So on Instagram and Twitter, we're just at her game too, which is fantastic. Really, really simple. Um, and my Twitter is amyclement94. And I'm always up for a, a healthy debate over there. Um, you know, there's a line, just don't cross it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, we've had some really nice comments. Uh, just throw nice. Paul Woodrow's in. Really good tonight. Loads of people saying great initiative, great chat. That's fantastic. Anyone that's listened to this podcast in audio format, I would say that if you are free at the times that I put on my Twitter that I'm recording these, you can get involved yourself, get involved in the chat, ask questions, all of that sort of thing. Um, but that's all for me. That's all from Amy for tonight. Um, my main thing to say, pal, just to finish is please keep up the good work. Feel free Thank to lean you. on me um, yeah, if I can too. help out with anything. And thanks to everyone who has taken the time out of their evening to watch live tonight. And to anyone who's listened subsequently, then thank you very much for doing so as well. Stay safe until next week. Thank and you. Come on, you yellows. <laughs> and the swans. <laughs>